Hi, this is Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio, a project sponsored by Cybermouse Multimedia, bringing you free podcasts to download or listen to live online on your favourite podcast player, iTunes, Stitcher.com, SoundCloud, or just Google us and you will find us everywhere. Enjoy. Hi, this is Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio again. This is a strange podcast. This is me doing my bit for the local community. I was asked to take part in a seminar by Burngreave Messenger. Actually, it was a good friend of mine, Angela Robson, who asked if I would uh, help out a little. And so I took along some technical equipment and we had a a wonderful day. Five-hour session. It was a long one. And we spent quite some of that time going out, making recordings, talking to people, finding out what the members of Burngreave Messenger wanted to add to their, what is at the moment a printed newsletter. And they wished to add podcasts to that. So we've been along and we've demonstrated and we've helped them, I hope, on their quest for podcasting. I know by the sounds of it, I've got to go back and give them just a little bit more so that set them off and running. Anyway, these recordings were made at various stages and times and in various different places. So if the quality is not up to its usual standard and the volume is just a little bit up and down in places, well, I'm sorry, but I've done my best with it. So here we go. This is the staff of the Burngreave Messenger, which is a community newspaper in the district of Burngreave, right in the heart of Sheffield. Hi, my name's Asha. Asha, why did you come here this afternoon? Why? Well, in fact, we've been here all morning, so why do you want to learn more about podcasting? Um, I've heard about podcasting. I just wanted to come down and have a look at how the equipment works and how to do an interview, basically. So, what were your thoughts about podcasting? What what kind of things do you want to share? Because basically, it's about sharing on the internet. So, what what sort of things do you want to share? Uh, probably um, short stories and maybe music, poetry. No, music and poetry. Do you do you play an instrument? I wish I could, but um, I know how to play a few notes on the piano. Right, okay. I've got a guitar I can't play too. So, <laughs> so makes both two of a kind. Um, okay, so who do you want to share this with? Um, the whole world. Right, okay. So you want to share it with the whole world. Do you, do you have a... Um, a perspective on the podcast? Do you have an idea that you want to speak to other people? Probably with the short stories to aim at little children and maybe do thrillers and horrors for adults and young adults. Well, that sounds good. It sounds like you need your own SoundCloud stream, yeah. uh, like mine, like Urban Tiger Radio. I can show you how to set that up. That's not a problem. So on the next session that we do, if you come to that, that'll be fine. Have you lived in Sheffield all your life? Uh, yeah, I was born in Sheffield. I used to live in Nether Edge, and now I moved up to Burngreave. Right, okay. Well, I was born in Highfields. So, uh, well, I lived in Highfields for most of my childhood, I think. And we used to go up to Millhouses Park. Have you ever been there? Yeah, it's really nice up there. Do you like the water park? 
Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> yeah, my grandkids took me up there and got me soaked. <laughs> right, okay. Just uh, tell us all who you are again. My name's Asher. And you're a budding podcaster. Okay, <laughs> so we'll talk to you again at the next session, Asher. Thank you very much. Right, you're back with Bill Allerton in the uh, Burngreen Vestry Hall where my birth was registered shortly after Christmas Day 1947. And I'm sat here with... Diane Hancock. Diane Hancock. That's a name I'm familiar with in Sheffield. Not the Diane bit, but Hancock. There was always seemed to be Hancock wherever I, uh, I lived. It's, it must be quite a popular name here. Actually, it's not my real name. Um... <laughs> it's my professional name uh, because originally I used to work in professional theatre and so Hancock is my equity name and uh, when I started working, my bank account and then all my um, money um, things kind of were, ended up in the name of Hancock. So, I've, um, I've, so I'm so, ever so sorry, I'm not related to anybody that you might know in Sheffield. <laughs> Never mind, I think I'm related to half of Sheffield anyway. Um, I've only been here 70-odd years. So, right, okay, so you, you're attending this podcast seminar. Can you tell me what you're getting from it? It's been really interesting to hear um, from different experts um, some of the practical things about um, the session that you've just done, Bill, about the kit, which is was a really clear explanation. I found that really useful, and also to find out that this this sort of um, recording can be very accessible, doing using things where you just use your iPhone, which is great. Um, really interesting to hear um, Angela and Jenna's experience as journalists from all over the world, and also to actually network and to find out the other people that are attending the course, to find out what else is going on in Burngreave. Um, it's a very rich area. Yeah, so you were going to be posting, do you think, for, for Burngreave Messenger? Um, well, that wasn't my intention on coming on the course. I've got my own business, which is uh, the Mindful Body. So I do um, health and wellness um, with people. So my idea was to actually to learn how to do some podcasting because a lot of people have said to me that what I do um, is would actually work really well in audio. And the other side of it is that I have a collection of about 35 stories now that I've written that were designed to be spoken. They're like adult bedtime stories. So that's I was thinking, well, rather than these lying in a box in my overcrowded uh, spare room, maybe I should think about starting to record them. I wish you well, and I look forward to listening to it. And you do know you can build this into your website, and you can link directly from your website to SoundCloud. That's fantastic. Thank you ever so much, Bill. Right. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thanks, Diane. Bye. You're listening to Bill Allerton on Urban Tiger Radio, sponsored by Cybermouse Multimedia. Just search for Urban Tiger Radio on your favourite podcast player or iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher.com. We hope you enjoy what you're hearing. If you do, please remember to hit the little heart like button. And now back to our podcast. I'm sat with... Naomi Cohen. 
And you are, what, what's your position here at the Burngreave Vestry Hall? Well, I actually work for the Burngreave Messenger as Outreach Coordinator. We're just using the Vestry Hall at the moment as a venue for this training session, but our offices are based in Abbeyfield Park, in Abbeyfield Park House. And my job is to liaise with uh, different groups um, and different communities in Burngreave to build strong links between them and the Burngreave Messenger newspaper. And this session of uh, learning how to produce podcasts is going to help with that? We're very much hoping so. We're hoping that people who've come to it will ba- will learn skills that they can use themselves in which, whatever direction they would want to. I mean, people, in order to come to the training, have had to either uh, work in Burngreave, live in Burngreave, or have a strong connection with the area. So partly it's about upskilling the, the participants. But we're also hoping very much that um, hosting audio podcasts is a direction that we would like to go on the Burngreave Messenger website, which will provide a whole new sort of um, mechanism and channel for getting our message across and involvement of volunteers. Well, can you tell me a little bit more about Burngreave Messenger and, and basically what it is? Is it some form of a newspaper or an, an online magazine? Ask Richard that question, but you can edit that bit out. <laughs> it's we, we, we like to call it a newspaper. It's, a, it's an A4 format, uh, colour. Um, usually, I think, 40 pages. You'll need to check that out. Publication, which is produced by and for the Burngreave community and is distributed free, roughly once every six weeks, to 9,000 households in Burngreave. It's printed media. At the moment, we do have a website as well, the main content of the website um, tends to be putting the, the content of the newspaper online, but we're very much looking to using the website to actually um, be able to publicise more information, more stories than the printed, the printed version of the paper can do. Do you have, do you, can you remember the URL? Burngreave Messenger. Ask Richard, but I'm, fa- I'm fairly sure it's at www.burngreavemessenger.org. Right, well, at Burngreave Messenger, spelled B-U-R-N-G-R-E-A-V-E, Messenger, right. all one word, dot org. Okay, well, thank you very much. If you'd just like to sign off. Thank you very much to you as well, Bill. Nice to meet you. You're very welcome. Right, you're back here with me again from Urban Tiger Radio, back in the Burngreave Vestry Hall, and I'll, I'll call that bit out, it's getting a bit tedious. Um, but I'm, I'm sat here today with... Michelle Cook. Michelle Cook. Now then, Michelle, you've signed up to this podcast seminar. How long ago did you sign up to it? A week or two ago. So you were quite interested then? Very interested. It's, I've done a lot of work over the years, well, for about 12 years uh, or more with the Burngreave Messenger, so um, I want to help with that. Right, and this is just adding another dimension to the Burngreave Messenger, isn't it? Yeah. This is giving a, an audio mm. thing to it. Um, how much input do you think you'll be able to have with that? It's hard to say. I'm very, very busy at the moment because I'm one of the local councillors um, that takes up a lot of my time. We're at a busy time of year. But um, I'm hoping to come to the rest of the training events and then go up to the office and see what I can do to help. 
So, which part of the day's event so far interested you the most? I enjoyed hearing about the um, the uh, sound recording. It's sort of interesting as someone who, who does a, you know, quite a few interviews. Um, it's interesting to see what happens at the other end when people you know edit them and you know mix about with them and edit them. <laughs> so you'll be coming to the next one then. Yes, I definitely will. Yes, I've got it in my diary already. <laughs> well, I think I've already had my arm twisted to do that one, so I'll uh, I'll look forward to seeing you there. You obviously live in this area. I do live in Burngreave. Yes. And you say you're a councillor, is that uh, Sheffield City Council? It is, yeah, but I'm the councillor for Broomill and Sharavilla, the other side of the city. How much do you think you got out of today's seminar? Um, an awful lot, I'm really glad I came. Um, and it's been good to meet the other people as well and, and learn their stories, because that's what it's all about, isn't it? Uh, hearing people's stories and trying to get those stories you know, out to a wider audience and I think we've got a really good group here today with some fascinating stuff. Yes, yeah, a very diverse group isn't it but they're all interested in podcasting but did you know what podcasting was before you came? Yeah, yeah I did yeah. Did you know how much work it entailed? No, I thought it was just that you just spoke into your phone and just I don't know what you did with it then. <laughs> yeah okay well this is a little bit more complex than that but uh Hopefully, not entirely so, and I hope to be able to explain that to you next time we meet. So, well, thank you very much. Thank so, you. I'd just like to sign off with you. Thank you very much. It's been really enjoyable, and it has been really clear you explaining it and everything. I'm looking forward to learning a lot more about it in the future. Right, thank you very much. And we're in the Burngreave Vestry Hall, and we've been running a workshop for Burngreave Messenger on how to podcast. I'm sat here with a delightful young lady whose name is... Rebecca Norton. Rebecca Norton. That's a district. Yeah. Not a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how are you today? Very good, thank you. Good. Um, can you tell me something about why you've come to a podcast seminar? Um, it's something that I've been interested in for a little while and when I saw it advertised I thought oh that's right up my street and I'd like to be able to promote my business and what I'm doing um, and just be able to tell people stories really. And what is your business? My business is called Sense of Direction and I'm um, a life coach who helps people to um, move through difficult periods of transition or whether that's changing jobs or they want to increase their well-being or have a better work-life balance. I'm interested in helping people improve their, their health in mental health ways. Right. Uh, what's the saying? Is it uh, sound mind in a healthy body? Is, it, is that the one? Yeah, I keep, I'm, I'm trying to work on the healthy body. I don't think the mind will ever be <laughs> will ever be that sound. So what have you managed to get from the workshop today? It's really interesting and it's quite a simple um, technique. So I had heard of Audacity before, but I've not seen it in action. So that's quite nice to have a look at that. But also it's been really interesting just meeting people in the local area as well. And are you living around Burngreave? I live in Winkerbank, so not too far, but I do work in Burngreave. Right, so you're working as a, what, what we call it, wellness coach sort life of thing, coach. life coach, and, and you have premises in Burngreave, do you? No, I, I have, I wear a number of different hats, so with a different hat on, I've been working on a project called Feeling Good on Verdon Street, which is a women's group that we run on a Wednesday morning to get uh, ladies more active, and again, just increase the confidence, come out, do a bit of exercise, have a bit of fun, and maybe have a cup of tea. And, uh, and you get a, a real charge from that, I would imagine? 
I do. I like to see people enjoying themselves and just you know, seeing them develop over time as well is really good. So where do you think you're going to take this podcasting now? Are you going to have a real goal for it? Yeah, definitely. I'd already been chatting to somebody else about maybe collaborating. Um, doing it on my own feels a little bit daunting, so I'm looking to work with somebody else to do that. Um, I'm particularly interested in the outdoors, so me and this other lady are one thinking about how can we um, have an outdoor theme and around sort of well-being as well, mental health. Just pick good weather. That's a starter, isn't it? <laughs> it's difficult to feel well-being when it's raining. So, okay, so will you follow up on this uh, seminar? Will you come to the next one? Yeah, I'm interested in coming along to the next one and I just want to give it a go, to be honest. But you were? Rebecca Norton. Rebecca Norton. Thanks, Rebecca. And I'm sat here now with Carl. Carl, what's your second name, Carl? Carl Douglas. Okay, Carl, tell me about where you live. I live in Pittsmore at the moment been there for about 30 years now. And what's it like in Pittsmore? Colourful. I suppose that's one way of putting it. Uh, it's very diverse, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like um, Burn Greben, uh, Furs Hill, um, Page Hall. It is um, quite a di- uh, you know, diversi- diversified uh, population, should we say. And what do you do in Pittsmore? I'm a carer at the moment. Is that a private care or do you care for the council or some firm? No, it's a private. Um, I just have one client. Uh, she's housebound and um, has other um, physical disabilities. She's got the onset of Alzheimer's. But she's um, she's a very got a positive outlook. So um, it's always entertaining to be there. I don't um, find it uh, difficult to engage with her. Um, she's always got some... Um, Stories from her, you know, childhood that um, she relays to me uh, often, you know, more than once a week, the same yeah. story. But um, as I say, she's always um, got a positive outlook. Good. And I hope you're keeping one too. In fact, you must be doing because that's why you're here on this podcasting seminar. Mm. Now, tell me what you're going to do with what you learn. Well, I hope to um, engage the um, more elderly population of the district in um, telling the stories. So we've actually got a record of the experiences that they've gone through. A lot of them have um, obviously been affected by the the war years and obviously also they've possibly been involved in industries which were quite um, prevalent in Sheffield but which now uh, have died out I'm afraid so um, it will be a wealth of um, information and background stories that they can relate to the um, podcast for the messenger. Have you looked into whether there is a site somewhere I know a site called archive.org and uh, where you can store these uh, oral histories which is what they are Uh, where they can be accessed by universities and teachers, etc. Have you ever looked into that? I haven't, to be honest, no. no. So are you going to look into it now? I am, yes, I will do, definitely. Because otherwise all these stories go wasted, don't they? They, yeah. they go to waste. And, mm. and I think if you can put them out there on the internet, they're a resource for anyone from, mm. from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, as a writer, I use information from all over the place to colour what I'm writing, I write about places I've never been to, and I and I research 
the place yeah. and, and find out what it looks like, yeah. what it sounds like, what the people are like there. Yeah. And, and so you can then bring that into your own story. Yeah. Yeah. And are you doing this for the Ferngree uh, Messenger? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's the idea behind it, yeah. And what's, what part do you play in the Vergreve Messenger? At the moment, I don't play any part. That's why I've come along today, you see. Ah, I see. Right, you're looking to uh, join the staff and be... I don't know what, what you're going to be. You could be a local history archivist, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I'd like to... Um, the um, job title is uh, Roving Reporter. Because there are um, quite a number of other issues I would like to tackle. In the uh, which affects the the uh, district of uh, Burn Reven, Pittsmore, Patehall, and uh, Fairs Hill that area. And they are um, the increased proliferation of um, street garbage, uh, the impact that it has. Um, spoke earlier about wanting to present the district in a positive light, and um, very often. A person's opinion is um, gathered in the first visible uh, picture that they see of an area, likewise of a person. So I'm afraid people do make these sweeping judgments about uh, Burn Grieve and the other areas. And um, I would like to encourage residents of the district to um, <clears throat> take a positive attitude in decreasing the amount of garbage on the streets and uh, give other people one less piece of ammunition to um, shoot down the reputation of Burn Grieve. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, in the past I've experienced that with the garbage. I didn't think it was quite so bad as it used to be going back a long while. Uh, I've seen it via fire hazards and, yeah. you know, it seems to gather in entries and alleyways mm. and things like that. But I, I, I mean, I, I come up here reasonably regularly because I eat on, uh, mm. on, on there on top of Spittle Hill. And uh, it, it's, it's actually, apart from the fact it's got much busier, it actually looks a little more positive to me. So, mm. I, you know... I, yeah. I, I think whatever you're doing or whatever somebody's doing is beginning to work maybe yeah. and maybe you could uh, use this podcasting and, and the Burngrieve messenger to accelerate that but yeah. I think there's already a movement yeah there possibly is um, I think we're looking at the um, arterial roads into the city centre but um, often the problem is um, in areas off the main roads into the city. So it's the side streets where you do get um, pockets of garbage building up because human nature being what it is, if someone sees several plastic bags on a street corner, they'll think that's part of the um, everyday um, way to behave. So obviously the seven bags of garbage increases to a dozen bags and then other things are added to it. So you're going to try to use the podcast to change the culture of the area because it is a cultural thing, isn't it? Well, it can be. Um, well, that would suggest that it's um, only a problem associated with 
recent influx of people from Eastern Europe. Sorry, I didn't mean it that way. Mm. But but you like you just said, if you leave two or three bags on a corner, other people then start doing that. It becomes the culture. So it's yeah. that that you've got to change. Um, yeah, um, I, I would rather um, suggest it's the attitude. Um, because um, sometimes people need to have an incentive to do what um, a lot of people might think um, it's a practical approach. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, I, I would um, suggest as an incentive for people to improve the um, you know, surroundings of their streets is for the council to actually provide uh, communal skips because very often it isn't just black plastic bags, it's large pieces of furniture, electrical items, mattresses. So I think the incentive has got to come from the residents of the district, but the support has got to come from the council. I couldn't agree more, actually. Uh, because it's those other things that you're talking about that are not easy to dispose yeah. of. Yeah. And I do know that if if you ring the council, they have a tendency to say, well, put it outside your front door and we'll come and pick it up. And that usually takes two or three weeks, by which time they've accumulated a few more from yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand your problem. But I, I, I sort of applaud you in, in your efforts to uh, improve yeah. uh, the custom and usage of the area and I think you'll get there it just needs persistence doesn't it till till in actual fact instead of the rubbish becoming the norm mm. your your noise about not leaving it becomes the norm and gradually people start listening and mm. stop throwing it up so I wish you luck and uh, and very good luck to you and thanks for talking to well, me today thank you Bill now here's a, a note from our sponsor <laughs> You're listening to Bill Allerton on Urban Tiger Radio, sponsored by Cybermouse Multimedia. Just search for Urban Tiger Radio on your favourite podcast player or iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher.com. We hope you enjoy what you're hearing. If you do, please remember to hit the little heart like button. And now back to our podcast. Right, this is Bill again, and I'm here in Burngreave Vestry Hall with... Ray Panache. Right, and very welcome you are too. Thank you, Bill. Have you enjoyed the seminar today? I've absolutely absolutely loved the workshop. It's been very informative. Um, it's taught me a few things that I'm going to be going home. There's some software that I'm going to be trying out as well and just getting my head around it. I absolutely loved it, Bill. So you think this was actually... Uh, or this is going to be instrumental in propelling your work forward and your company? Oh, most definitely, because it's going to add an extra dimension if I do bring the podcasting element into it. And I do believe that it that it's a good element to bring into the business. So tell me what your business is. Well, I have a social enterprise called ERA, uh, which stands for Educational Respectful Attitudes, and it's facilitating awareness workshops in around mental health, addictions, especially alcohol and substance abuse, cultural identity and spirituality and well-being. So that's the four cornerstones of ERA. 
Four, it sounded more like eight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, right, okay. So how do you work this business now? How do you put your word out now at the moment? At the moment, we have online presence on Facebook. We have the Twitter. We have the Instagram. And we also have our own website too. Um, I do a lot of video vlogging um, on the Facebook and live audio through the Facebook as well, the go live. They've always got loads of tools on the Facebook to get your message out. For me, it's about getting the raising my profile a little bit and where else do you work um i work with the amy amy winehouse foundation doing a resilience program in schools secondary schools but they'll be pulling out in april so i really see there's a niche in the market it's just opened again so era is going to be making a proposal and going forward into some of the schools to replace what amy winehouse had been doing for the past year and a half in sheffield so who's pulling out? Is it the Amy Winehouse Project or the schools? The Amy Winehouse Project, they haven't got the funding for it. They put in for funding for, to do it in Sheffield, but they didn't have it. They're doing it in Manchester, they're doing it in London, they're doing it all elsewhere, but not in Sheffield anymore. How does that make you feel? Because I know how it makes me feel. It irritates the hell out of me. It irritates the hell out of me, and it made me think that, well, wait a minute, if they're pulling out, I'm only going to push a era forward because there is a definite need for prevention I do not want I was an alcoholic myself I was a substance misuser myself and I've been clean since 2013 of June and since ever since that day I did inventory I wrote my memoirs about it and I noticed that there were people that were still hurting and were still trapped in addiction so I couldn't just walk away from it I made it my duty to be of service to others well, congratulations on that. I once gave up smoking. I know how difficult that yes, is. Yeah. Yes. So I can only imagine what you went through. Oh, well done, Bill. <clears throat> yeah, but don't you find it irritating that London and Manchester seem to get all the funding for everything? And, yeah. Especially because Sheffield is a city as well. It's the fifth or the sixth largest city. So it is coming up alongside... Manchester and London and stuff and there, there is loads of addiction problems there's loads of mental health problems that I can see within Sheffield so it did upset me that they did pull out but that's funding for you um, but there's always other businesses that can jump on put in for funding and say that you know what I mean they're doing the same thing with the same message. Don't you ever find or don't you ever feel like I do that Sheffield's a poor neighbour I mean Sheffield never gets the kind of attention and funding that London, Manchester or Leeds gets. How do you feel about that? I feel like I totally get you on that one as well. We had a bid for Channel 4 to come over here. Never got it. Sometimes I think it's what's going on in Sheffield because why are we not getting these bids and that? Because it would bring a workforce, it would bring an extra dimension, it would bring more clientele, it would birth more business. So we lost that. We got Google Garage though. Google got Digital Garage. We just gone. It's gone now, so it's on the move. But we did put a bid in for that, and we won it over Leeds. Then we got the bid for the Virgin Lounge um, at the top of Orchard Square. We did get a bid for that. Um, but like I said, we even had the um, we had these bicycles at one yeah, point, yeah. These, these yellow bicycles. Again, it was another program, another project. Again, it, they, they were ruining it. The people that were ruining it were the people that are in the socially deprived areas. They were finding the bicycles burn like covered in um, spray paint, no wheels. And it were like, wait a minute, these people, it's like these people that are from socially deprived area haven't got anything. They've got nothing to do with the time. There's no youth clubs. There's no, you know, they've, they've got no money for an actual bike. So they were just robbing them and we didn't, didn't last long. Yeah, well, nothing much changes because when I was 17, 
Um, I had friends up on the Herdings Estate. Most of the people on Herdings Estate were moved up there from Attercliffe, mm. they, from which at that time was a really socially deprived area. Mm. A lot of the kids had got very little imagination. They never had their imagination fostered. They didn't have much to do apart from go out and make a nuisance of themselves. Yeah. And there was a, a beautiful old farm building there that was completely renovated for a youth club, mm. com- gutted, completely rebuilt inside and everything. And the week before it opened, some of the kids went in and just totally trashed it. And we could never understand why. Mm. Because, you know, I don't know, do they think they don't deserve something like that? Yeah, that's a bit That's a bit of a hard one, that, because it is a bit disheartening to know that something's been built fresh, you know, and then they've come in and they've just trashed it. And that always gets me why kids go out and trash things or, you know, um, cause a disturbance in the neighbourhood and stuff like that. And then I think, has it got something to do with... They are shouting for attention in some kind of way, like... And they need to be taught how to do things a little bit more um, diplomatically, a little bit more, you know humanely a little bit more um have a bit of dignity as well um but we need we as the elders are needing to show them the way and i think the elders that they have especially in the areas that i come from we were all participating in smoking drinking at the table and it were normal going out at the weekends listening to the baseline and the kids are just following the patterns the kids are seeing it and they're like this is normal uncle paul does it my mum does it, my mum does it, everything's... And then when, say, if a parent's still actively in addiction and they're saying, don't do this, Tommy, and Tommy goes, fuck you, mum, you do it, you do what you're telling me not to do. And then the parent says, don't do as I say, don't do as I do, do as I say. He's like, well, why don't you take your own words then and if you're telling me not to do something, why are you doing it yourself? We're like hypocrites. That's why I had to fundamentally stop and then teach my kids that is not the way that I want you to go. I don't want you being addicted to cigarettes, being addicted to alcohol. For one, it might take, there's a thin line between habit and addiction. Doing it every weekend, you might go, oh, I mean, it's a habit. I just do it every weekend. There's not wrong. I was a functioning alcoholic and didn't even think they were out wrong with it because I was still getting up to go to my college courses. I was still getting the kids up, you know, to get to school. There were nothing that actually indicated that, yo, this girl's got a problem. It was just like when I'd get locked up, I'd gone on a binge and I'd, I were in police station, you know, or I'd get done for a crime that I'd committed because I was under the influence, you know, type thing. Losing my licence, you know, my driver's licence through drink driving, stuff like that. So, yeah. But the youth, the youth are our future. And that that's the, the, the message that I want. I want to empower them because they're our future leaders. They're the ones, you know, that are going to be setting up a new peridium, you know. But I do see a lot of loose cannons about trying to be the hard man because the dads haven't been around especially the boys yeah they think yo yeah you know what i'm a bad man you know my dad you know my dad running off names like gangsters names and stuff and it's like that gangster life is very very it's not a good life to live you're living life on the edge yeah you don't know anxiety exactly big time anxiety you've got to always watch your back you can't so i'd love them to Think about business, like if I said, all right, what's a drug dealer? So a drug dealer knows about maths, knows his percentages, knows about calculation, knows about knows about the area, knows about the look. Now, why can't we harness that good energy, you know, that, that kind of good skills into something more business? You could sell clothes, you could sell yeah. jumpers, you could sell T-shirts, yeah. you know, you could... 
that's the type of thing I think we need to be getting into the kids too, especially the ones that are getting groomed. The girls are getting groomed to be prostitutes or strippers. The boys are getting groomed to be gangsters. They'll be buying them sneakers and outfits. You know, saying, oh, yeah, Don, you'll be the next Don, you, man. You're going to be making money, jeez. And they're just talking to him, chatting crap to him. Well, let's hope you can talk some good sense into him, because I think you can. I think uh, I, I think you've got enough passion in there for several. So uh, I, I wish you very, very much success. And, uh, and I hope you get something out of this. And, and, like, and like we said earlier, if it changes one person's life, it's worth whatever you've put in. Exactly. So Definitely. thank you. Thank you very much for your time today. And thank you and, for uh, providing a wicked, excellent session. And I hope um, when we come back to do another one, I hope you'll be there too. I'm going to be. <laughs> right. Thank you, Flower. <laughs> thank you, Bill. Bye. I'm Suman Srest, all the way from Nepal, and I live in Bungreve uh, in Sheffield with my family and uh, my, uh, uh, my wife and the two kids, two sons. Yeah. Right, two sons. Now, how long have you been here? It's been eight years. Since eight years, I'm in Sheffield, yeah. Okay, and, uh, and how did you manage to arrive in Sheffield, and why Sheffield? Yeah, uh, Sheffield... Uh, uh, from the first time since uh, we arrived in the uh, UK, like 2012, January, since that time we are here. Uh, and uh, um, I came to um, in a, uh, to study my postgraduate in Sheffield Hallam University. And right now I'm in the process of the settle, settle down in the UK. Right. What did you study at the university? Uh, it's uh, international hospitality and uh, tourism management. Do you think you may go back to Nepal? at some point and take this new language and this new way of seeing things with you? Yes, uh, definitely. I love to doing that. I want to implement what I learned in this country and a few other countries uh, before I came to UK. I traveled. I want to implement uh, like a tourism industry. How can we promote by good hotel and restaurants? I want to implement this back to my country. Ah, like Nepal's version of Trivago. Did you know of Sheffield before you came to the UK? Uh, I heard about Sheffield, uh, but um, I didn't know uh, other things like locality and uh, uh, about the city. But um, I just heard about just Sheffield, but I didn't know about anything before I came to UK. So you, you, you got no idea of what you were coming to? Uh, I mean, uh, like my university was here, that's Sheffield Hallam University, that's yeah. why I was here. But since uh, we, uh, me and my wife, we arrived here, we started like uh, the city, very much uh, friendly people, uh, supportive people, and very helpful in many ways. And uh, that's always encouraged us to do some contribution in the community. And that's why uh, me and my wife uh, now also, we are, we are volunteering in different uh, uh, d uh, parts of uh, Sheffield and the different departments. Yeah. Good. So, taking what you've learned today yeah. from this podcast seminar, yeah. how do you feel that you're going to apply that? How do you think that this piece of the jigsaw might fit into your plans for the future? Yeah, thank you very much. This is a very good question. Um, this already, I, I feel myself like more confident uh, having this workshop with you. 
uh, and uh, uh, in the coming days, I would like to um, use what what I learned today. It's for the to to get the more positive news to spread in the community. We have got a lots of ne negative news, but I want I would like to present some positive news in the uh, in the community as well. Uh, for example, we have got a lots of different course courses like uh, English course or cooking course and uh, uh, volunteering in different uh, different um, department uh, and uh, there are a lots of many good things also going in the society in the uh, community so i want to spread this positive news through uh, through the help of the podcast podcasting well i have to say as a lifelong sheffield burngreave looks a lot better these days than it than it has done in the recent past maybe about 10 or 15 years ago it's, it's the area sort of really looked quite shabby yeah. But uh, now it seems to have got a smile on its face. Are you part of that smile? Yeah, yeah, um, yes. If we talk particularly about Bungrip community, um, even I can't uh, count or tell you the, exactly how many different nationalities people live here mm. or uh, different uh, uh, language spoken people live here. Like uh, last week, I've been to the church. It's called the Rock Christian Church. I encounter maybe more than 40 different nationalities people under the same one roof. So it means that it's, it's, it's culturally very much diverse uh, community. So that's why I'm trying to uh, know all different nationalities people and the group, what they are doing, some positive, so that I can spread this all over in the community. Yeah. yeah. Bungary Vestry Hall, and I'm sat here with Mohammed Omar. Mohammed Omar. Now then, Mohammed, can you tell me why you are here today attending this seminar? Because uh, I'm interested in the media, and I used to work at BBC Radio Sheffield for Somali program for three years, and also I've been working Bungary Community Radio, Radio Ramadan, and I'm. Um, write article in Somali for the Somali websites and send them and all of very interesting for them radio. Right, so we if I remember from what I heard earlier, we have to make the definition that you are not from Somali. Um, you are from Somaliland. Yes. Which is a very different place. Actually it's not now it's a different but we been the Somali Democratic Republic, we call it before, and we separate in 1991 after the war broke up in Somaliland, and we fight for that to become independent from other Somalian, and now we are Somaliland Republic. Right. Now, there's quite a large Somali community in Sheffield, yeah. isn't there? Are you part of that community? Yes, I'm part of them. Right. Good. Yeah. Now... What did you expect to get out of this podcast seminar today? Uh, say again. What did you expect to get out of the podcast seminar today? Uh, actually, I would like to have another training for editing, for how to edit our sound in radio. I'm interested in work in radio. So it's very interesting, I think, and very useful, I think. 
Okay. Well, if it, if it interested you enough to want to come back and learn more, that's that's about as much as we can do, really, in, in just one seminar. And I'm glad that you're interested in that because you're interested in in what is actually the easy part. This is the hard part. The easy part is, is editing because you get to choose what's said and what isn't and you get to cut and paste and, and just make it into whatever it is you, you set out with the idea to do. But I think if you come back to a second seminar and we really get into the, uh, the nuts and bolts of it, I think you'll find it very, very easy to access. And like I said to you before, there are so many things on YouTube that teach you how to do all the things you need to do on Audacity. And I predominantly use Audacity. So are you going to make podcasts for Berngrieve Messenger or for yourself or for the Somali community? Uh, In Berngrieve Messenger, I'm working as a voluntary and also um, write uh, articles, as I said, in Somali and send them to the Somali websites. And sometimes in when we get a radio for one, one two months for the summer, I do work in the Somali programs. So when you produce your podcasts, uh, this is quite interesting to me anyway, um, what language are you going to produce your podcasts in? In, in Somali. In Somali, yeah. right, okay. Do you, do you find that there's a great uptake of English in the Somali community or do they tend to speak, obviously they will speak Somali between themselves, but um, is English studied in the Somali community? Yeah, but uh, the young people, they speak in English, but the, all the elderly, they speak in Somali and that's why we're broadcasting in Somali, most of them. Right. Do you, do you have a target audience? Do you, are you looking to speak to the young people or to the older ones? The older ones, but the young, we talk about awareness of drugs and something like that. Yeah. But most of them, we talk about the elders and the young, but that's just drugs and make advice for doing education and sports and to me, based by themselves, yeah. Uh, are the Somali community united I or Wednesday I? <laughs> in, in a way, yeah, they're united, but... In... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, well, that's because where they are. They're, yeah. they're very much closer to Bramall Lane, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I, I grew up 200 yards away from Bramall Lane, so I can't help being a blade. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, thank you very much, Mohammed, and I look forward to seeing you in the next session. Yeah, you're welcome there. Thank you. Bye. As part of the uh, Burngreen Messenger Seminar, I'm sat here now with... Uh, Jamie. Jamie, what's your full name? Is it Jamie Marriott? Yeah, well, like the hotels, you have a, have a friend called Marriott, Lou, a uh, musician. Do you know Lou? He's my dad. Is Louis, Lou Marriott your dad? Louis, Louis Marriott, yes. Yeah. He's my father. I know, I know your father <laughs> extremely well. Yeah, very, very well. Right. Okay. Are you musical at all? Uh, I'm not, particularly. I, um, I did learn the violin when I was at school, but I gave that up more to do with... Um, 
I think probably the image of it, I think, part, partially. But uh, yeah, um, I'm more, more of a post-production sort of person. I, I, my music ability is sat at a computer, placing the notes yeah. where they need to be. Yeah, yeah very similar to mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've got a guitar I can't use. <clears throat> yes, but I, I know your dad very well. Uh, and I was really sorry to hear about your mum. Uh, right, so why did you come to the podcast today? Well, I came because um, I'm already involved with the Burn Grief Messenger. I um, am the social media officer and I do the uh, website. Um, and it's definitely something which obviously would be feeding into that sort of side of the technology that we, that we deliver. Um, so... I get involved because I've, I've, I mean I've already done audio kind of stuff and film kind of stuff before, so I'm kind of familiar with it to some degree. But I'm a little bit out of touch. I've not been involved with that side of things for a long time. Uh, but also, I'm potentially getting to meet the people or see the people that I might be working with as, volu- as if they're involved as volunteers doing the podcast. Well, this is as good a place as any to do it. How do you see the podcasting further in Burngreave Messenger? Do you see it being being able to stick it out to a wider platform? Um. I, I honestly don't know. I haven't given it that much thought as yet. It's just this idea that we're going to be doing some some podcasting. Uh, probably just play it by ear a little bit, see what people want to do, um, and see if we can uh, facilitate that in some way. Um, I, I mean, at a simple level, I, I would imagine just uh, encouraging people when they go out to interview somebody, even if they're just going out to interview somebody for the magazine, for the newspaper, that they're recording the interview, and we've, we've already got something that could be put into a podcast hopefully in some way so we've got the the, the at the very least an audio version of some of the some of the articles i don't know have you thought of uh trying to move the burn grief messenger sort of sideways from being a printed media to an online magazine or whatever uh, i mean i think that's a definite thing to think about yes uh i think um I don't know what the current stats are. One of the problems whenever we've moved about, thought about doing anything, just even if it was just switching to being a website or, or, or something, is um, it requires the internet. And um, I, internet access has never come up as, a, as as high amongst the population of the of the Burnley area. Just if you see what I mean, it's it's what access I mean? is um, is low. Um, or has been. I mean, it might be better now, but last I heard, it still wasn't. Still wasn't great. So a newspaper gets to people more than an online stuff. So I wouldn't say it was a replacement necessarily. Yeah. So you can positively address your audience with a newspaper in a way that you you can't with with a website. Yeah. Although, if you've got a website, you're taking it beyond Burn Grieve then. Um, it's. I mean, obviously, that, that's the advantage of a website. It's accessible by people outside Burngreave. I mean, it's sort of our um, remit, if you like, is, is to is to keep everything Burngreave related. But it does hopefully present, yes, a, a, a positive image outside of Burngreave. And I guess that would be part of the uh, objective. And podcasting might help with that as well. So you'd have to think very carefully about your branding before you uh, start pushing the podcasts out into a wider arena uh, what do you mean by uh, by branding well Burngreave Messenger uh, is, a, is a local paper yep. um, and there's nothing wrong with the name shall we say or, or whatever but but uh, if it's solely concentrating on Burngreave you've limited your audience yet with the addition of 
a few wider ideas and wider perspectives on maybe the rest of Sheffield in, in you know, or even world issues occasionally. You can pull in a wider audience and they will then listen to your burn grief. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we get, uh, I think the way we're funded even, when we apply for funding is about creating um, a positive it's much about Burngreave itself. Um, so there isn't a... Uh, it's not like we, it's not like we're making money. It's not like we sell it and that we need to be think bigger each time. Uh, we just So we we always focus on what's happening in Burngreave, if you, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it could be the... Uh, but do you think that if, if the rest of Sheffield was aware of issues within Burngreave, you might actually get more support among the other councillors, MPs, or, or just the general population? I, th- I think that's possible. I mean, I think one of the things is, as of, you know, obviously, it's as a, one of the reasons the Burngreave message was set up, I think, I mean, before I was involved, but it was, um, there was a lot of negative press in the, in the wider press, and we wanted to, they wanted to tell... Uh, more positive stories, but obviously that was all self-contained. That's the, it's like we're telling more positive stories about ourselves for the people that are in the area, so that they can feel more positive about the area that they live in. Um, but I suppose you know if you can change that reputation outside of Burnley, then that can have a, a an even greater positive yeah. um, effect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Will you be coming to the next one to the technical seminar? I'll I probably yes, because yeah. it sounds like it might be me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably not, come to it. Are you not fed up for me already? No, 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 no. no. Uh, it's nice well, to meet you. Anyway, give my respects to your dad. I will. Okay, thanks. Right, I'm sat here now with Richard, who's the sort of resident techie in for Burngreave Messenger at the moment. So, just introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Richard uh, Belbin. I'm the well, I'm the editor of the Messenger, and unfortunately, I am the only one there at the moment who knew, knows how to work any of the computers. But I'm not really a techie. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I thought you were very useful when I've been watching you in operation today. Uh, in fact, without you, I think we might well have been sunk. Um, what do you think you've got out of the podcast? Have you managed to pick up anything at all? No, oh, definitely. I mean, it is. I mean, it's quite different to um, the written style of journalism that we do. Obviously, in the paper, we've got very limited space on how much we can say, and you can only say so much in 300 words. So the very ideas of podcasting give us much more room to add more colour to these stories, which should make them much more interesting and hopefully accessible to people. Well, that's that's great, which, which is basically just building another dimension in to to the Burngreave Messenger and I've just been talking to the last guy and I said about taking the Messenger out maybe onto a wider stage because I thought podcasting Mm. might push you out into a different level of audience what do you feel about that? Well that's absolutely the idea of it I mean um, our first aim is to connect obviously with more people in Burngreave because that's the direct community we're serving but we do also want to get out yeah to a much broader audience across both the city the country and even internationally to show that um 
people can set up and run these kind of organisations themselves to hopefully give some other people ideas about how they can tell their stories from their communities and to yeah, help to empower local people. So you're sharing the motivation and the love. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 Um, how long have you been in Sheffield? I moved to, well, my family are from Sheffield. Um, they've been here a couple hundred years, um, but they moved away before I was born. And um, then I moved back in 1997. So, for, for, no, 22 years it is now. Yeah. Do you live in Burn Grieve? I do. I've, I've lived in Burn Grieve since I moved back here. Um, yeah, I started off on Rising Street and I've gone all the way to Rock Street now, which is, if you don't know, about 200 yards. So, um, yeah. I do know. Right, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm from Burn Grieve. I think I can see it. Oh, good. So, what do you think about the area in general? Um, it's, well, I like it. That's why I've stayed here for 22 years. It's got its had its ups and downs, obviously. Um, it's got its issues, but it's overwhelmingly a place with a great sense of community. Um, there's just some lovely people here, some lovely areas. Um, and yeah, it's just a really nice place to be, which is really handy for the rest of Sheffield and everything else as well. So where did you live before you came here? Oh, well, I moved up from London. Um, I'd been there for six or seven years, but I'd... Um, yeah, lost my job and so was skint and somewhere wanted to, needed to move somewhere I could afford to live, basically. So my sister was still here and I got some other mates here. So, yeah, I came up to Sheffield. All right. What's your favourite restaurant? Mine's The Mangler. Um, we tend to go to Seven Spices. Not tried that one. Whereabouts is that? Oh, if you go just down the bottom of the road, just, well, yeah, just on shales more. You kind of don't oh, notice yeah. it because it's down some yeah, stairs. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but no, that's really nice. Yeah, I know what you mean now, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, Richard, so I look forward to seeing you at the next uh, podcast seminar, I hope. In fact, I think without you, might, we might be sunk. Yeah, well, I'll make sure I'm here then, Bill. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. You've just been listening to another excellent podcast from Urban Tiger Radio, sponsored by Cybermouse Multimedia. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, don't forget to click the little heart button on your way out and let everyone else know that you like it. So, once again, that's a goodbye from me and a... from now. Bye.